A middle-aged crowd broke the stay-at-home order to attend a Pink Floyd cover band performance. And criminals are selling the blood and saliva from a coronavirus survivor on the dark web. And the mayor ordered the police to crack down on social gatherings. And then they found his wife at a bar. These are the weird stories for Wednesday. This is Weird AF News. And we're here with three weird stories from around the world. As always, I'm your host, Jonesy. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian during the lockdown isolation time. And I'm glad that you're here. You here? Yeah, I'm glad you're here. Smoke a fatty and laugh it up with Jonesy in Weird AF News. Oh, yeah. A large group of middle-aged people broke a stay-at-home order to watch a Pink Floyd cover band. A New Jersey man was charged after hosting a concert outside his home. This was in violation of the state's ban on social gatherings amid the coronavirus outbreak. His name is John Malgian, age 54. He's been charged with reckless endangerment, disorderly conduct, etc., etc. The incident happened over the weekend. The police received a call of about a group of 30 adults aged around 40 to 50 years old who were gathering on the front lawn of a house watching a live band performance. When the police arrived on the scene, they found the crowd watching Malgin and others playing live acoustic versions of Pink Floyd songs. <laughs> He's got an acoustic Pink Floyd cover band. Is that what's going on? Good for you, Malgin. Hey, Malgin's not going to let the coronavirus keep him from achieving his musical endeavors, you know, being the the greatest sick Pink Floyd acoustic cover band. <laughs> hey, man, <coughs> of all the Pink Floyd cover bands out there, we are, <coughs> of all the ones that uh, are suffering right now from the virus, we are the best. <coughs> we probably should have isolated, but you know what? The Floyd must go on. The Floyd must go on. This, is, uh, this was complete with microphones and amplifiers for their guitars, so it wasn't completely acoustic. They did have some um, amplification. Some of the people attending the concert had even brought lawn chairs to watch the show. I'd imagine a lot of them were their friends or relatives. The concert was held actually in defiance of an executive order signed by New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, which said that all parties, celebrations, or other social events must be canceled to help stop the spread of the virus. When the police tried to tell everybody at the Pink Floyd concert, Pink Floyd in quotes concert, that they must leave, this group of middle-aged attendees began shouting, F the police, <laughs> F the police. And they also shouted, according to media, they shouted, welcome to Nazi Germany. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's so like Nazi Germany, you know, when, uh, when Hitler brought his armies in. To just places like Poland and, uh, you know, made them stop participating in their acoustic cover bands all across the country. You know how that was, guys. You guys remember Nazi Germany, right? Those Germans were just stopping these cover bands. Their, that was their endeavor. Their final goal was to stop all the cover bands, all the bad cover bands all over the world. You guys remember Nazi Germany, right? How dumb are you, people in Jersey? <laughs> it's ridiculous. The band continued to play. Even while the officers were attempting to disperse the crowd. <laughs> Another brick in the wall. We will not go. <laughs> oh, man. I had to come comfortably infected. <laughs> I wonder if they adjusted the lyrics to, uh, <laughs> to represent the current uh, corona environment that we're all living in. <laughs>
how I wish, how I wish you'd wear masks. <laughs> the band continued to play. The police officers eventually forced the concert to end during a rendition of Pink Floyd's 1975 song, Wish You Were Here. Wow, the chances of me singing Wish You Were Here. I don't even know that this was part of the article. Wow, I was kind of, I had a premonition, I guess. I've been touched by the light of the Lord. Uh, I love how they keep calling it a concert. I mean, 30 people, is that a concert? I don't know, a backyard. Sounds to me more like a backyard jam session or a soiree of sorts, Um, not a concert. Here's a quote from the police department. Sadly, I'm sure we all wish we could be here. (laughs) This is crazy. These police officers are hilarious. However, we all have a responsibility to take this pandemic seriously and adhere to the social distancing requirement, okay? We also need to be a good role model for our children and be kind and understanding during these times. Yeah, and in addition to uh, being, you know, there's one thing to be a good role model for the children. Let them know that you're respecting, as an adult, you're respecting the social distancing orders. Also, let the children know, as an adult, uh, you know, you don't have any false, you know, images of your own tiny little Pink Floyd acoustic band that you have in your life, okay? You're not trying to be famous here. You're just keeping it on the down low, doing it in your yard, okay? That seems about right for an acoustic Pink Floyd cover band. Does that make any sense at all what I'm trying to say here? (laughs) Probably not, Jonesy. This gathering is one of a number of so-called coronavirus parties in which people have purposely ignored social distancing guidelines and bans of mass gatherings amid the outbreak. And um, these people are terrible. Here's a quote again from the police. Uh, when people like the partiers and Rumson flout the orders and show disrespect and hostility to the police officers, they not only put themselves and others immediately involved in peril, they risk inciting others to engage in such irresponsible and dangerous behaviors. Our police officers are uh, working courageously every day to protect us all. We will continue to charge anyone who violates the emergency orders, which literally are a matter of life and death. Uh, Not to mention your Pink Floyd band was probably terrible. I'm sorry to say, guys. I'm sorry to say. I've had to hang up my stand-up comedy craft for the time being. Can't do it. I've been invited to do some shows online, uh, but I think it's ridiculous to do stand-up comedy via live stream. I don't... I just can't get myself to do that. Um, So I'm just going to go without stand-up comedy for the time being. Let go of the dream. And you're going to have to let your cover band dreams go right now as well, guys. I'm sorry to tell you. If you got a cover band, just keep it at home for now. All right? Your musical dreams are going to have to be all put on hold. I know, look at, I know your meatloaf cover band, you know, uh, all for loaf is destined for stardom. (laughs) But right now, just put it on the back burner. Just maybe... In the privacy of your own home, work on doing some new ones, adding adding to your amazing set list. Okay, guys, you're welcome. People are selling the blood and saliva from a coronavirus survivor on the dark web. The ad on Own Shop, a dark web market, claims the vendor has been infected by coronavirus and is selling their blood and saliva, which in theory could be immune to the virus and used to treat other patients. I do this to provide for my family financially, the post states, under the $1,000 price tag. 1000 bucks for the saliva and the blood. The hoax post is part of a huge surge in COVID-19-related scams on the deep and dark web markets where criminals seek to exploit public fear by offering products that could allegedly serve as virus tests or vaccine. There are other items on sale. They include rapid COVID-19 test kits 
temperature detectors, and even a purported coronavirus-completed vaccine. The limited availability of coronavirus testing, especially in countries like the United States, leads to demand for such products on these black markets, says a report. In all likelihood, however, these products from the dark web are in no way real, and buyers would be scammed out of their money. That includes if you were to buy the saliva and the blood of this person who claims that they had the coronavirus and then was cured. Um, you got to be a dummy, right? I mean, if you could just use the blood and saliva from someone who had been infected, uh, you'd, we'd be able to treat everybody that has it right now. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> Medical science couldn't pick up on that, but you could in your basement. Uh, people are people are tricked, though. I mean, I don't want to say everybody's a dummy, but, um, you know, you really have to be careful right now. There's so many scams going on. Uh, hackers, cyber criminals, scammers, and state-sponsored groups are all taking full advantage of this global coronavirus pandemic to gain a foothold inside secure government networks and trick people into handing over their money, buying fake items, and disclosing personal information. One of the most popular tactics for cyber criminals is to register websites using names like Corona or COVID to trick victims into thinking that they're actually official domains. I'm telling you guys this uh, so that you can be careful out there. Um, the article says, according to data gathered by Insights, there has been an exponential rise in, in the number of domains registered using these terms. While some of the sites are legitimate, many are being used by criminals to lure unsuspecting victims to hand over their personal information or even their money. Ransomware groups are also using coronavirus to try to force people into paying money to unlock their computers. Crazy. Ransom. Where hackers are saying such things as, if I want, I could infect your entire family with the coronavirus. Reveal all your secrets. There are countless things I could do to you if you don't hand over the money. Wow, imagine that. While it may seem obvious to most people that this is a hollow threat, the threat will work on some people. Yes. Hackers are also trying to take advantage of people's desire for information during the pandemic by hiding malware inside documents designed to look like official safety measures from places such as the Chinese Ministry of Health. Another gang is distributing a malicious version of the Johns Hopkins coronavirus map that so many people rely on for updates on deaths and infections around the world. Oh, this is crazy. The World Health Organization said last week cyber attacks against it had doubled since the coronavirus outbreak began, and it's not alone in being targeted. So listen, guys, I want you to be careful out there. Uh, don't trust all the websites that have corona or COVID in the title, of course. Don't open up any suspicious PDFs. Uh, you just be very careful out there. And if someone calls you saying that they got the semen of somebody who just had the coronavirus but then was cured, don't buy that semen. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. A mayor ordered the police to crack down on social gatherings, and then they found his wife at a bar. A mayor in Illinois pleaded with the residents last week to follow the state's stay-at-home order. After officers reported that people were continuing to defy the rules, the mayor said he had directed the city's police department to use its discretion in issuing citations and, if necessary, even arrests. Here's a quote from Brant Walker, this mayor of Alton, Illinois. He said, 
These are very serious times, and I'm begging you to please stay at home. Less than 48 hours later, the police broke up a gathering at Hiram's Tavern in downtown Alton. Among the people that the police found at this bar was Mayor Walker's wife. (laughs) Walker announced in a statement that the police had investigated and stopped a social gathering in violation of the statewide order around 1 a.m. on Sunday. He said the police also informed him that his wife was there. (laughs) He said it. (laughs) I instructed the police chief to treat her as as he would any citizen that's been violating the stay-at-home order and and to ensure that she received no special treatment. (laughs) They probably had a fight and she busted out. She's like, I'm going out, Brant. I'm not I'm not obeying the state at home order. I'm not listening to you. Okay, what could happen to me? What could he's like, okay, you dummy, go ahead. <laughs> and then he calls her out on blast on a press conference. I just want to let you guys all know that my wife was caught at the bar last night and we're gonna throw her in the prison. <laughs> She's gonna pay a hefty fine. I will not give her any special treatment. I told her not to leave the house, okay? She's a drunk though. She's a drunk. We've been trying to fight this. Thing. I've been telling her, put down the, the alcohol, all right? Just because you're not working right now <laughs> doesn't mean you can just hit the bottle every day, Cindy. Walker's statement read that. Uh, Illinois' stay-at-home order prohibits all public and private gatherings of any sort of people outside a single household or living unit that includes my wife, <laughs> who have I told count- countless amounts of times, you can drink in the backyard, but you can't leave the fenced-in area, Okay. The Alton Police Department said in a press release it had received several complaints that this tavern was continuing to operate on weekends despite the ban. This tavern's going on and on. I'm glad they shut them down, these dummies. Officers found no unauthorized activity until Sunday when uh, several individuals were located inside the tavern in an area outside public view, clearly disregarding the order. Of course, the mayor said in a statement he was embarrassed by his wife's actions. My wife is an adult capable of making her own decisions. And in this instance, she exhibited a stunning lack of judgment. She now faces the same consequences for her ill-advised decision as the other individuals who chose to violate the stay-at-home order during this incident. I'm embarrassed by this incident, and I apologize to any citizens of Alton for any embarrassment this incident may cause our city. I love this mayor. I really do. I love how he <laughs> he didn't protect the wife at all. He just took to the stand, made a statement that said, look, my wife's a dummy and I'm embarrassed. Okay, and I apologize if she's embarrassed the rest of this town. Okay, I told her to stay home. All right. I did. But she just can't stay home. Okay, she's got to go get her dance on. All right. She's got to be popping bottles at the club. I don't pop bottles at the club. Okay, I don't know why I married this club goer in the first place. I'm extremely embarrassed. At the time, though, I got to tell you, I was partying a little bit and she seemed like a good fit for my lifestyle. Okay, there was a lot of ecstasy involved, a lot of other stuff that we were doing. But now I'm a, I'm a very straight edged mayor. I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm doing the straight and narrow and I'm not really partying anymore. But my wife can't stop. I told her to stop. I say you could just party in the house. In your little own isolation, maybe if you want to party it up on Zoom, that's no problem. Get together with your friends online. But no, it wasn't enough for her. She had to go out to, to Hiram's Irish pub and, you know, do exactly what I told the citizens not to do. And for that, I'm probably going to divorce her as well. Just want to let you guys know, I'm sorry, I'm embarrassed, and I'm about to be single. <laughs> well, hello, weirdos. You might be happy to know that I just passed my 700th episode of Weird AF News. Yeah, that was on Monday. I meant to mention it, but I forgot. Big milestone. Uh, And considering that I do three weird stories every episode, that's like 2,000 plus weird stories that have gone into my brain, out my mouth, through my microphone, over the interwebs, and then out 
your device and into your ears and into your smiling, laughing brain, I hope. Yeah, so this was quite a journey. And those of you who have listened to all the episodes, I appreciate that. Um, you can go back in time and listen forever and ever. I mean, they're just it just goes on and on and on. <laughs> and you're in isolation, so why not do that? Listen to them. Uh, I appreciate all of my fans for being there uh, throughout all this. It, it means a lot. And we will keep going. And the next milestone will be my 1,000th episode, which uh, I can't wait for. Hopefully by the end of the year, the, that'll happen. Um, I'll have the 1,000th episode. If we live that long. <laughs> I got a new patron. Meet Maximus Just. J-O-S-T. Maximus Just. This must be my first uh, Roman gladiator patron, which I, I, it's always been a dream of mine to have a gladiator patron. Uh, I appreciate you, Maximus. For joining the Patreon, please enjoy the, please enjoy, uh, the extra entertainment that you shall receive from the Patreon, including the many, many bonus episodes and the free download of my stand-up comedy album, along with the videos and the weird articles, uh, blog posts, little things like my recent Q and A that I did, where I had some people on the Patreon ask me questions, and I did a video response and answered all those questions. It's about twenty minutes long, and you get to see the interior of my bedroom, so that's pretty sweet. Uh, and also, I'm naked. Just kidding. Maximus, thank you once again for joining the Patreon. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Maximus, just. Uh, you guys can check out the Patreon yourself. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews and support the show. Support me while I'm in my isolation and cannot work. <laughs> no comedy shows in my future. Now, hopefully by the summer. We hope. We pray. Uh, also, a lot of people reach out to me about the Easter Bunny thing. Um, I'm going to publish those calls at the end of this, but also I got a... In, a message from my buddy Ryan who said, uh, uh, Jonesy, my wife and I agree you didn't cross a line when you outed the Easter Bunny as your program is not intentionally intended for a very young audience. It was not, if it was, that would be different, but as it is not, and because of that, I do not think a line was crossed. Uh, crazy. So yeah, thank you for that. Um, I agree with you. My my audience is not uh, four-year-olds, typically, or three-year-olds. Um, although the four-year-olds that I know, they already know about the Easter Bunny situation anyways. Uh, it's, hard to get, it's hard to hide this stuff from your children when they have smartphones at their availability because they can just Google this stuff. Is, the, is it true a fat guy comes down uh, your house, that little hole in your house uh, with a bag of uh, video games? Is that true? And then they just find out, wow, okay. And then they, they learn something about the world. But, you know, the, a lot of kids that I know that already know that these things aren't real, it doesn't take away from their enjoyment. They still they still have a blast at Christmas and Easter and these other things, uh, in my experience anyways. But, uh, yeah, thanks for reaching out. You guys can always reach out to me. The number is 646-450-2012. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. On Instagram, it's at funnyjones. On Twitter, at funnyjones. And on Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. Uh, yeah, feel free to reach out anytime. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Got my coffee on, and you're the first thing that pops up on my Alexa app, because I like to start my day with funny stuff, and then hear the tragedy. But yeah, man, keep doing what you're doing. Love what you do, man. Keep fighting. You're going to be all right. All right. Hi, Jonesy. This is Alex Cambridge, and I just started watching your 
listening to your news podcast thing, and I actually think it's really funny. So the whole Easter Bunny thing, I thought that was hilarious. Um, so keep doing the good work, and that's all. Bye. <laughs> oh, Jonesy, uh, uh, you, you gave out the wrong number there in uh, Utah for the people that wanted to turn in their cannabis-infused uh, nerd ropes. I believe that is uh, care of the angry Florida man, uh, Pinellas Park, Florida. Uh, you just write that on an envelope. I'll find it. Thank you very much. Oh, now, Jonesy, come on now. Everybody knows you can't take your clothes off on Instagram Live. If the nudists are going to be nudists, as long as they're wearing a mask, it ain't no problem for nobody. Very interesting. Very interesting. Hey, Jonesy. Uh, this is Finn. Um, so, today's uh, Tuesday's uh, episode, you were asking to hear from some children about the whole Easter Bunny thing. Um, and I would like to tell you, being a child under the age of 13, that I knew about the whole thing that Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, and the Easter Bunny all do not exist by the time I was four. So my parents didn't want to do that whole thing, so they just broke the news to us early, and we were like, nah, not that bad. So, frankly, that's how it went in my house. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, uh, actually, uh, thanks for Alligator Everywhere, by the way. Alright, see you later.